This is Beyond the Airwaves, the Infinity Project on Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. It's Wednesday night here at Beyond the Airwaves, the Infinity Project, and this is going to sound a little unusual. It's like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Well, this is supposed to be the week off, but we didn't have a show Monday because of Veterans Day. It was a holiday. So we decided tonight we're just going to make up for money and we just call it Wacky Wednesday, general nonsense, craziness, and so forth and so on. And we'll do Food Fascinations, the Thanksgiving edition, next week. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that worked after out all, fine. Yep. Yep. Because after all, Thanksgiving is two weeks from tomorrow. Oh my! So if you have not gotten your turkey, what the hell are you waiting for? (laughs) I am drinking my soda way too fast. Yep. Oh dear. Well, anyway, I'm your host for tonight. I am Oddball Extreme. I'm currently joined in the line by two of my crazy cohorts. First, we have Red Ranger Tim. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening, Madia. We also have Ace Magician in the line. Good evening to you, Madia. Hello. Excuse me, drink my soda just a little oh too my. fast. Sorry, people, you didn't have to hear that. Let's say hello, Erp. Hello, hey. Okay, hey. Eric Snyder gives this message to everybody. Okay. Winter does not officially start until 38 days, 2 hours, 31 minutes from now. That was posted an hour ago, courtesy of Eric Snyder. Yep. Yeah, he was, you see, he was a meteorologist here in Montgomery. He got promoted to the chief meteorologist position in Rochester, New York. So, oh my. And he's freezing his ass off right now, too. He's, I think he's I think worse than Rochester armor, but, get about seven or eight inches of snow. I think they did. Yeah, but anyway, we also saw Joe in the chat room as well. Oh, I hello, saw Joe. Good to have you there. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, first things first. Tim, congratulations on your first ever chili. Yes. You all should be very, very jealous. I'm very <laughs> proud of you. I also got to enjoy some cornbread with it. Ooh. Good. Cornbread if that doesn't is... make you jealous, I don't know what will. Cornbread is good with chili. We'll, we'll, mm-hmm. bake, um, we'll bake a dozen... Cornbread muffins, and I don't put any butter on my cornbread muffin. I just crumble it all up and put it in my chili instead of crackers. That's a that's a good idea. That's actually good. that's a neat idea. I like and, that. And there are people who like to butter a lot of crackers. Mhm. Yeah, but that's that's got to be a, that's got to be a good achievement though. Making your own your first ever. Batch of chili. Did you use a recipe, or did you um, follow a recipe? I just bought the the uh, supplies I needed for it, and just pretty much mixed it all together. Hmm. Oh, this is kind of neat. What is it? There's a statue of Mister Rogers near Heinz Field on the North Shore in Pitch, Pit, Pittsburgh. It's a mm-hmm. 10-foot bronze sculpture of Mr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. Somebody knitted a red sweater for the statue. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, my. That's smart, because after all, what was Mr. Rogers known for wearing? The red, red sweater. 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 That's Which I believe is in the Smithsonian Institute. So. Uh-huh. Okay, so I'll that's, just read that's the article. Cool. It's a short one. It's a short one. Okay. Go ahead. You want me to put it in the chat? Yeah, go ahead, just in case. And it's posted to the website Twisted Sifter. And this was posted uh, six years ago, but it still is a good story, I think. 
twisted sister all the time has gone. (laughs) (laughs) Kidding. Okay, but this was posted back in 2013. And I'm not sure if this is a satiric website or not. I don't think so. Art Travel Nature, I think it's real. Okay. Located near Hinesfield on the North Shore in Pittsburgh is a large 10-foot bronze sculpture of Pennsylvania native Mr. Fred Rogers. The statue, created by artist Robert Burks, weighs about four tons and was dedicated on November 5, 2009. Excuse me. Two years later, artist Alicia Katmar crocheted a gigantic red cardigan sweater for the statue. The red cardigan was arguably Roger's most recognizable piece of clothing worn on his famous children's television series, Mr. Roger's Neighborhood. Alicia said that the idea was started by the Outpost Journal, a not-for-profit art... Uh, Let's try that again. Alicia said the idea was started by the Outpost Journal, a not-for-profit art and design publication. Outpost had put in a request for capable crocheters in the area, and Alicia went out in the call. Out, and Alicia answered the call. Blah, I can't talk good tonight. In an, in an interview with Mr. Rogers and me, Alicia explained. Alicia explained. I worked during the day, and the baby sat until 11 p.m. every night. So I would work on. So I would work on it after my charge went to bed. I don't even want to know how many hours it took. It took many, many skeins of yarn, and I actually crocheted with three strands of yarn together and a giant crochet hook. Because of the way the statue was made, with his arms against his legs, I couldn't just crochet a sweater. It had to be done in panels and then sewn onto him. The part of the sweater that I am most proud of is the zipper. It's a real zipper. <laughs> Oh yes, I get. I yeah, I get that, that's getting really creative. Yes, and yes, the, uh, and the story is real because there's that source about the statue itself. So uh-huh. yeah, this is real. And then the rest of the article is all pictures. Yeah, and, yeah, and, the, and the, the, if you go down to the last picture, and look, she's sitting next to the statue. Look at the size of that thing compared to her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She makes that statue makes Alicia look like an ant. Yeah. But um But yeah, that that Ooh. yeah, the story is real and the sculpture's real, so yeah. I like that picture underneath. Somebody made a coral crocheted a coral reef. Huh, like that. Classic statues dressed in modern day clothes. <laughs> what? Oh my! That's there's a there's a picture below like a like a statue. He's got like like rock clothing on and sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Teacher wears same outfit in forty consecutive yearbook photos. Oh really? Yeah. Oh my! Now that looks interesting. And it looks like this is also back in 2013. And let's see, this is from the Dallas Morning News. So, yeah, this one's real, too. So I'm going to put this in the chat. This is an interesting thing. Yeah, we're finding, yeah, we may be finding stories from the past, but, hey, some of these are interesting enough. Hey, as long as they're real stories and not from a satirical website. Yeah, but the good news is the the source of the photograph is the Dallas Morning News. So guess what? This is real. Okay. <laughs> All right. So anyway, here's what happened. After a teaching career that spanned 40 years, 1973 to 2012, Dale Irby, 63, has left behind a legacy of yearbook photos in which he is wearing the exact same outfit year after year. According to the Dallas Morning News, it began as an accident. I was so embarrassed when I got the school pictures back that second year and realized I had worn the very same thing as the first year, said Dale, 63. But his wife, Kathy, dared him to do it a third year. Then Dale thought five would be funny. After five pictures, he said, it was like, why stop? Why stop? (laughs) (laughs) Dale was a physical education teacher at 
Tiche Elementary in the Pleasant Grove area of Dallas. Aside from a great sense of humor, Irby was a a well-respected teacher and even had the gymnasium named in his honor. Let's see. Uh, let's give a hand to Dale and the countless other amazing teachers around the world. <laughs> I like the. I like the. Da, da, I like the um, Dallas Morning News via Laughing Squid. Yep. <laughs> but that is amazing. He had the same outfit for forty years. The only thing that changed in those pictures was the background. Mm-hmm. And his hair. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Go down the chalkboard adventures of a newborn baby. Oh, <laughs> this is cute. <laughs> yes. Oh, but that is good idea. I said, yeah. And you know what? It was decent. It was dressed. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's see. Now, I've got something interesting here. I just found this. Uh, it says you have eight points. So, you lose a point if you're at home. Well, all of us are at home, so we've lost a point already. Uh-huh. Uh, you lose a point if you're barefoot. I'm not barefoot. I've got something on my feet. So do I. I am. Me three. All okay, right. So we're both at seven now. We're all at seven. All right. You lose a point if your phone is in your right hand. I do not have the phone in my hand. I mine's on my I got mine to my left. All right, then you're fine. You're okay. So that means everybody still has seven points. You lose a point if you're reading this in your mind. Uh, no, we're not. <laughs> so we still got seven points. Where did you pick All this right. up yep. at? I'm liking it. Yeah, uh, let's see. You lose a point if you're hungry. I'm not. I'm not hungry. I already had dinner. I'm not hungry I'm not now. Hungry I have no guarantee before I go to bed, though. Yeah, so we still have seven points. All right, uh, you lose a point if you're using mobile data. No, nope. none of us are. Nope. So we still, nope. we all still have I'm seven. I'm on Wi-Fi. All right, we all still have seven. Uh, you lose a point if you're laying down. Nope. No, nope. I'm laying down. sitting nope. up. I'm sitting up. I'm sitting up. Me too. And the last one. I almost. Uh, yeah. I all, hey Shirley, I was almost yeah. laying down. Ah. I was going to get comfortable in the chair and recline, but. Almost. All right, well, here's the last one. And this one, we are all going to lose a point. You lose a point if you're single. Yes, we all are. But we all ended up with six, so that's not bad. Where did you find this? Uh, From me, Lantra. Let me see if I can... Let me... uh... Yeah, she's like 2,000 comments and all. Uh, but the, the, it's just a random fun game. But all of us ended up with all of us still have six points, so we're good. <laughs> but that was interesting. You have eight points. It's, a, it's just someone just came up with a random fun game, and that was that. Which I like. That's pretty good. Okay, here's another post from Eric Snydel. It's amazing. Okay. This was posted yesterday. 23 hours ago. It's amazing the difference latitude makes. Katie and I woke up to about a foot of snow this morning. In Alabama, such a snowstorm would literally cripple the state for a week. I'd be on lockdown at the station for days, sleeping on the floor and eating out of the vending machines while fueling up on Diet Sunkist. In Rochester, it took me an extra 10 minutes to get home. That was the extent that was the extent it affected me, and I still drink a Diet Sunkist. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> he sounds like he was a fun meteorologist when he was in Mark. Ooh, yeah, he was. Yeah, he. Yeah, Eric was always fun here, especially on Halloween. He would like um, he dressed up as he dressed up as floating on a cloud. He dressed up. I mean, he did a lot. Oh my! Of course, Sorry, I still remember. I still remember when he actually made the news when his, while he was at work, his house was struck by lightning. Ugh. Oh my! Yeah, fortunately nobody was hurt, but they were just they just didn't have power for a few days. <laughs> um, 
You know what really I I respected Lightning to begin with. But mm-hmm. when Lightning did a split job on that tree in our yard at the, at our old house, mm-hmm. thinking, oh shit, I respect it even more. Lightning hit the tree a third of the way de- and split it a third of the way down from the top. Mm-hmm. It was split about a third of the way down. And then I looked and I followed the lightning strike where it went down the tree and out the trunk. Mm-hmm. But the lightning was so bright, it lit up the yard, and the thunder was so loud, it set off the car alarms within about three within about three blocks or more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, here's something interesting. Uh, Stephen Amell, you know, he and his cousin Robbie have that new movie, Code 8, okay? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's going to be like in theaters and on demand on... December 13th. Now, I am a backer. I should be getting a DVD out of this pretty soon myself. But, you know, I'm impatient because it's been more than three years in the making. But I'm, you know, I don't, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not upset about waiting because, hey, I got a, I've got a life. I'm good. Hello? 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 Looks like we're having some technical difficulties here, folks. We'll try to get um, my two fellow co-hosts back in here as soon as possible. There we go. All right. I uh, I accidentally shut the window, wrong window again. You'll be hearing me in stereo shortly. Uh, I don't know about what me, I did and I, I the wrong one. Yeah, but the, the, the direct connect killed us both. Okay, the direct connect killed you Hannah. both. I know yeah. never mind. I was in here. I was in here by myself. Yeah. Okay. I was, uh, and Sajid just said, oh, come on. <laughs> Bullshit. And it, yeah. I think speakers look a lot better now because we. This is unbelievable. We went two. We went a couple. We went a little while without any problems, and now it happens again. And by the way, Ashley Freaker. and I are both in the chat room. Hi Ashley. Freaker. Hi I shine. But you know what? In a couple of weeks, won't we be taking time out to um to, ma- to try um, to master speaker? Yes. Okay. Then I won't have to worry about calling in the entire month of December. Yeah, because we're gonna because we're gonna try to get this thing. We're gonna try to get this thing figured out. We'll do all December. So. <sighs> oh, excuse me. Sorry, people. <laughs> oh my. That's why I don't drink soda pop a lot. The bubbles get me every time. Lollipop, lollipop, oh, lollipop, I can't do one. <laughs> now, let's see. As I was that, saying that, before, that. yeah, as I was saying before, uh, blog talk, uh, rudely, um, rudely, um, did you both then? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Anyway, I was talking about, the, I was talking about Stephen Mel and Robbie Mel. The movie Code 8 is coming on December 13th. Some places will be in theaters and other places will be on demand. In my case, it'll be a DVD. But um, here's what's interesting. Um, popular trailers right now. Brace yourself for this one. Code 8 is actually higher than Star Wars. 
What? Yeah. I kid you not. It is the most, it's the it's the popular trailer. It is the most popular trailer. It's like what? It's even better than the Star Wars one. <laughs> yeah, I think because Star Wars is still another month or so out. I don't know if they've released yeah. any more trailers, and so the one that's probably being raised is the one that's been out for a little while now, and therefore it's not as high because everybody and their mother has seen it. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, Frodo's got an idea. Uh, what is that? So, Primal Tiles. See if the other like with somebody else. What? Ooh, Wild Card Wednesday. I like that idea. Yeah, there we go. Then we don't have to have a week off on Wednesday. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, we can have, yeah, we can have, um, Secrets of the, uh, Food Fascination, Secrets of the Unknown, Attention of One, and then Wacky Wednesday. <laughs> Where you just never know what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Right. It could be anything and everything. Oh, you know that? Have you seen the brand Dairy Pure Milk at the store? Mm, nope. Uh-uh. Well, uh, it's declared bankruptcy. Yes, I did. Oh, hear my. That. Oh, I don't even want to get into that one. I'm trying to keep the stories I find. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where wild turkeys are so bold they knock on the door for food. Oh my! Six hours ago, and this is in Mm -hmm. New Jersey. I'm not into Facebook to post this to um, beyond the the BTA chat. Mm Mhm. But hold on, I can do it. Can I read that article? It says we're trying to find um, pleasant articles. We're saving the rant rockets for tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you mind if I read that? No. No, go ahead. Well, let me get this chat posted into the, this link posted into the, and this was posted six hours ago. So. about my laugh, but I thought I just thought it was funny. This okay. happened in Tom's River, New Jersey. There was a time when John Don Clyam enjoyed feeding sunflower seeds and millet to the wild turkeys that wandered near his ranch style house in Tom's River, New Jersey, a coastal town about 75 miles west of New York. But then they got very bold, said Mr. Clyam, 81. They would knock on the door, peck on it to get our attention. There would be no more snacks. The turkeys ambled in large groups across the road, stubbornly unaffected by a chorus of car horns. They perch on rooftops, make themselves make themselves at home in backyards, and peck at their feathered reflections in shiny car bumpers. Some people have declared them a menace, which Tom, wild toms can be a menace. In recent days, the bold turkeys of Tom's Rivers are having a pre-Thanksgiving celebrity moment. While the threat they present as a source of spirited debate in this township of more than 95,000 residents, there is little doubt among neighbors that their numbers seem to have jumped this fall. The wild turkeys have become so entrenched that they have even drawn the ire of a professional baseball player, Todd Frazier, who helped his hometown Tom's River team win the 1998 Little League World Series. They have come close to harming my family and friends, ruined my cars, trashed my yard, and much more, Mr. Fraser, a former third baseman for the Yankees and Mets, wrote on Twitter. He emphasized his point with a photo of ten turkeys standing on and near a black SUV. Excuse me. A spokeswoman for Thomas River said Mr. Frazier sent the same photo to township officials in March when he first complained that the birds had overrun his neighborhood in the North Dover section of town. 
Mr. Frazier, who is now a free agent, could not be reached for comment. The infiltration of wild turkeys into suburban neighborhoods is not unusual. In the fall, the birds are drawn to open grassy fields near wooded areas that provide a ready supply of water, insects, and acorns. Most nuisance turkey issues can be traced directly to residents providing food handouts to the animals or having a well or having well-stocked bird feeders, said Mitchell Blake, a, bio, a biologist with the National Turkey Federation. And you know what? They can be a hazard. That's true. I've seen, I've seen um, viral videos of wild turkeys actually chasing people. Mm-hmm. I believe it. And if they are trying to mate, that makes them that ten times more aggressive. They multiply so mm-hmm. much Penopka, a nine-year resident of Holiday City, a residential community for people over 55, said there's more than two dozen turkeys, most of them covered in dark brown feathers and standing more than two feet tall, meander through his, his backyard. Oh, God, this is a longer, longer article than I thought. They okay. pass your cars, he said. They go to your window and they bother your animals. But the birds are quick to scatter whenever his dog approaches. And he said he had never seen them act aggressively towards peace and peace. And he said he had never seen them act aggressively toward people. Would you like to pick it up from on a recent day, Shirley? Yeah, I'll take it. On okay. the day, the two-legged visitors moved casually from yard to yard in the morning rain, nibbling as they went. Just before noon, the flock walked in an orderly line across the side street, forcing a truck and a car to stop and wait. They must know it's Thanksgiving, one of the news drivers shouted. Watch out, they're vicious. They'll rip your head off, another man joked through his car window, mocking the recent attention paid to the birds. They don't move even if you beat your horn, said Brenda Yard, whose home sits off a main road in Tom's River. They just stand there like, oh yeah, this is my territory. The media attention, fueled by Mr. Fraser's request that the governor take action to address the birds, has made Holiday City the target of more than a few good-natured jokes. Friends from all over are calling me saying, I hear you have attacked turkeys. Let's see. It's crazy, said Amelia Pace, 67. She lived for 50 years in Brooklyn and said she enjoys the sight of wild turkeys, a bit of country living. They don't bother anybody, she added. Still, wild turkeys that adapt to urban or suburban areas can become aggressive toward humans, especially during spring mating season, according to the United States Department of Agriculture. But John Jenkins, a trustee with the Holiday City Homeowners Association, insists that reports of human versus turkey tension in Tom's River has been vastly overblown. Yes, there are dozens of turkeys with a taste for water lust. But he said they are neither aggressive nor terror-inducing. I have 45 turkeys on my front lawn, Mr. Jenkins said. I walk straight into them, and they try to run away. Never once did they come after me or attack me. Statewide, there are an estimated 20 to 23,000 wild turkeys, and hunters kill about 3,000 birds each year, according to the State Department of Environmental Protection. That was not always the case. By the mid-1800s, turkeys had disappeared altogether from New Jersey. State biologists, with the help from the National Wild Turkey Federation, reintroduced 22 wild turkeys in 1977. But it took 20 years for the population to grow to a size that hunting was viable in both spring and fall. A spokeswoman for Tom's River, Stacy Georgiaklis, yep said it was illegal for animal control officers to interfere with a turkey unless it was sick or injured. The township has contacted the State Division of Fish and Wildlife, which is working with the Homeowners Association in Holiday City on a solution that might include traveling the birds and relocating them, Ms. George, George Gackless said. That's the process officials in New York City have repeatedly utilized in their effort to rid the grounds of Staten Island University Hospital of the hundreds of turkeys that roost there. Several hunters were relocated between 2015 and 2017, but the problem has persisted. A representative for local councilman, Stephen Mateo, said they were waiting, awaiting approvals from the state to trap hundreds of additional birds and bring them to an animal sanctuary in upstate New York. It is incumbent upon the state agencies that govern the treatment of wildlife to come up with a humane plan to either safely remove invasive animals or lessen their impact on communities, because this isn't just going to just go away, Mr. Mateo said in a statement. So my advice to Todd Frazier, be persistent. Excuse me. Still, the turkeys of Tom's River do have their defenders. Vincent Landolfi Jr. said he became so agitated by what he said is a a misrepresentation of the turkey's behavior that he pushed back online. 
Everyone stop blowing this out of proportion, Mr. Landolfi, 61, wrote in the Post Tuesday morning. No one that we know is terrified, let alone afraid. Still, Mr. Landolfi, a former teacher and coach at Red Bank Catholic High School, conceded that the Turkeys do possess their fair share of Jersey attitude. They're kind of like, don't mess with me, birds, Mr. Landolfi said as several dozen turkeys spread out near his home. His grandchildren delighted them, and he considers them part of the neighborhood charm. It's fall, you see. It's fall, he said. You see pumpkins. You see cornstalks. You see turkeys. And that's the end. Yeah. Well, you want to know something? At least they're turkeys and not moose. Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched these nature documentaries like Northwoods Law. Uh-huh. And they have their problems with moose trying to talk across the road in the middle of winter. Mm-hmm. And at least if your car gets hit by a turkey, it won't damage the, damage it too bad. With a full-grown they showed one picture of a moose, that the moose car encounter. Mm-hmm. There was nothing left of the front end of the car. At least they don't got to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, right. well, all right. Oh, there's that Let's dog dog uh, article. Oh. Well, okay, so Disney Plus officially started yesterday. They've already got 10 million subscribers as of today, including me. <laughs> How much is it a month okay. after the trial? All right, it's six ninety nine a month on its own, but... If you if you get the Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu Plus combo, it's twelve ninety nine a month for all three. Well, if they can figure cheaper. out a third one to drop the ESPN. I don't like sports. I know. I know. Well, I, I took I took advantage of it, and so far so good. I love. I got my Hulu back, and here's the best part: for Hulu, there are no Ads. Good. Yep. So that actually came with the fact I dubbed the Disney ESPN Hulu combo. Yeah, you'll be. Ah, I like the new Sonic the Hedgehog. It looks more. Yes. Looks more like. That's what I was going to mention tonight. Yeah, I was going to mention that Sonic the Hedgehog got redesigned, he looks a lot better. He looks more like the video game Sonic we all know and love. Not that piece of shit we saw. <laughs> oh, my. It looked like that, that. the first one looked like it fell into a... fell into a... Oh, I forgot that was on at 8 o'clock. Either that or it got struck by lightning. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, there was so much backlash on that. So, oh, yeah. Let's see. Um, let's see. Next summer, sometime in May of 2020, there is a new Scooby-Doo movie. It's, CG, it's basically CGI. It's called Scoob. And I'll tell you right now, the only person out of the cast that's going to be voicing anybody out of, the, out of there is Frank Wells doing Scooby. Because I found out there's going to be celebrities doing the other voices. Yeah, but you want to know something? You told me earlier that people are already complaining that Freddie doesn't have his ascot. Yeah, which is true. You know? Mm-hmm. But um, you want to know something? This is before the, in, the incidents that take place in the original, the first Scooby-Doo series. Yeah. That's true. You know? But anyway, here, yeah. But anyway, here are the here are the other celebrities doing voices. Zac Efron will be Fred. Gina Rodriguez will be Velma. Amanda Seyfried will be Daphne, and Will Forte will be Shaggy. No, it's not going to be Matthew Lillard this time. Yeah. No, oh. the the only one I've heard of is Zac Efron. The other ones I've never yeah. heard of before. All right. Well, Zac Efron, of course, from High School Musical. Gina Rodriguez, she was the star of um, Jane the Virgin on the CW. 
Uh-huh. And that's the standard. Uh, Amanda Seyfried is an actress. Will Forte, I know he's like a comedian. I don't know what he's done. I don't keep up with all this, so I have no clue. <laughs> but anyway, the preview looked interesting. Yeah. I agree. The preview looked very interesting. Mm-hmm. Scoob hasn't changed much. Okay, does anybody believe this? Except he's a puppy this? in Scoob. Yeah, okay. Um, let me ask this question. Does anybody believe this? Christmas music is bad for your mental health. What is? Christmas music. Oh, poops. Okay. Whoever came up with that wild idea needs to go have their head examined. Yeah. He sounds Prefer- like he's an empty Preferably by a professional. Like yeah, and the funny thing is, and the funny thing is, I'm not talking funny, haha. Christmas music is bad for your mental health. The psychologist says, "It's like really." I think we no. need to take that that psychologist and re-examine their qualifications for the job. Because yeah, I think well, maybe the psychologist meant the pre-Thanksgiving Christmas music. No, I think he actually meant Christmas music for real. I oh, do too. For real, for real, for real, for real. Go to, bastard. Okay. All right, so here we go. Stressing before Christmas, listening to the cheerful, jolly music will not help you relax, a British psychologist said. In fact, listening to Christmas music could harm a person's mental health, clinical psychologist Linda Blair told Sky News. Uh, oh, God. A psychologist named Linda Blair. How is her last name spelled? Like, like the actress? Yeah, B-L-A-I-R, Blair. Okay. Oh, my. <laughs> yep. Anyway, Blair said the continuous playing of Christmas music in the car or at stores reminds people of all the things they need to do before the holiday arrives. You're simply spending all of your energy trying not to hear what you're hearing, Blair told Sky News. Blair said store workers were more at risk of being mentally drained by the array of cheerful music. The same songs being played constantly makes it hard for every employee to tune in out and unable to focus on anything else. Now, I guess it depends on the situation because if you start playing everything in a cycle over and over again, then, yeah, that, I can understand that. Yeah. Uh, Christmas music is likely to irritate people if it's played too loudly and too early, Blair told Sky News. <clears throat> I'll be Hallmark back in a... And what, right, Hallmark and Lifetime, pay attention to that. Because remember, both of them started Christmas movies three weeks ago. Ah, somebody ought to shoot. Oh, shoot. my. Hallmark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, let's see. Um, Tampa Bay Times reported Death Fly began playing holiday music on October 22nd. This is 2017. Making the electronic store the first to stream the song. A few days later, other stores such as Sears, Ulta, and Michaels followed suit. It's like, what the hell are you doing, okay? I don't want to hear Christmas music until right after Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, okay? Until then, stop. Or better yet, don't start the Christmas music until Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you heard about this one. Uh, Alex Trebek, you know he's got stage four pancreatic cancer, right? Well, mm-hmm. guess what? Well, guess what? Um, somebody in the final Jeopardy round, he didn't know the answer to, he didn't know the answer, but he did something. Let's just say it got. I read it about that. Alex, that's awesome. Yeah, Alex got it in the fields, and that's good. Alex got Alex was hit in the fields. In this case, that's a good thing. But anyway, and here's what happened. Jeopardy host Alex Trebek appeared to get a little emotional after seeing a contestant's answer on Monday night's episode. During the final Jeopardy round, contestants received the clue. In the title of a groundbreaking 1890 expose of poverty in New York City slums, these three words follow how the. Now, contestant Drove Gowers didn't immediately know the answer, so he used the moment to share words of encouragement for the longtime host who was battling pancreatic cancer. Um, 
he, he wrote, what is, we love you, Alex Scar wrote. That's very kind of you. Thank you, Trebek replied, appearing to get a little choked up at the touching gesture. Warren later shared on Twitter that he was glad he got the opportunity to say what everybody at the tournament was thinking. For context, Alex had just shared with us that he was reentering treatment for pancreatic cancer, Gore wrote on Twitter. We were all hurting for him so badly. When Final Tiffany came up, I could have tried to puzzle it together, but really just kept thinking about Alex and thought he should know. He continued, I'm just very grateful I got the opportunity to say what I know everyone was thinking, sending all the love. Trebek announced to Jeopardy fans in March that he had been diagnosed with stage 4 pancreatic cancer in a YouTube video. Last month, he appeared in a public service announcement to educate others on the early warning signs. I wish I had known sooner that the persistent stomach pain I experienced prior to my diagnosis was a symptom of pancreatic cancer, he said. He also opened up about his diagnosis and attended a conversation with CTV's Lisa LaFlamme. I'm not afraid of dying, the 79-year-old said. I've lived a good life, a full life, and I'm nearing the end of that life. If it happens, why should I be afraid of that? Trebek has served as host of Jeopardy since 1984, appearing in more than 8,000 episodes. But yeah, I saw it like, wow, you rock. That that just rocks. Right there. Yeah, that is absolutely beautiful what that what he did. Ooh, here's something interesting. Um, this this may shock you in a minute. The entire cast of Days of Our Lives has been fired, and the show will go on a definite hiatus. I just about blew my top when I read that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched an episode of Days of Our Lives in about ten years. Partly because a lot of the, the older popular characters were being phased out for too many younger cast members. Like, yeah. I, mean, I get it. The older actors, they're not going to live forever. They're going to want to retire, whatever they may. As the unfortunate case was with Joe Mascolo pass away, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. So I get that. Okay. Yeah. But back in like 2008-2009, there was a huge influx of younger actors. Mm-hmm. And I found myself thinking, wait, who is this again? Yeah, mind you, I've been watching since I was a little boy with my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Grandma always said I was more than welcome to hog the TV to watch cartoons, as long as mm-hmm. she got to see her days of our lives. Yep. After that, I was in full control of the TV. And so it got to be to the point where I just started watching it with her. Next thing you know, I caught interest. And we're, ta- we're probably talking younger than 10 years old. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Grandma, who's that? Oh, that's Stefano DeMera. He's he's one of the bad guys. Back. Uh, Or, or, Grandma, why does Stefano want to, whatever? And and next Mm -hmm. thing you know, I'm watching the show religiously with her, and then later with my Mm -hmm. mom as well, and even on my own. It's like, okay, 12.30, time to watch days. Here's where I live. At the time, it was airing at 12.30 p.m. after the news. Mm -hmm. And when the massive influx of younger cast members came in, it was like, I didn't barely even recognize the soul opening. Because back in the day, you had super couples like Bo and Hope Brady. You had uh, mm-hmm. Mickey and Maggie Horton. You had uh, yep. uh, Roman and Marlena, later John and Marlena. And That's then back to Roman and Marlena. <laughs> back to Roman and Marlena again. Then... Uh, you had uh, Stefano and Kate. You had Kate and yep. Victor. You had Jack and Jennifer. You had Sean Douglas and Belle. Hey, yeah. You all kinds. And, and, you know, that's what drove the popularity. It was the significance of the, of the few characters. Not that it was, mm-hmm. didn't have a lot of side people, because it did, but you had a lot of intriguing storylines that made you want to tune in. The next thing, they're like, 
Oh, come on. It's the end of the week of this cliffhanger. I don't want to wait till Monday to find out what happened. Oh, God. Nowadays, I'll never... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Nowadays, it's like, what? Who? And, and I recently yeah. started looking at, looking it up again, and, and I'm like, who the hell are these people? This is so-and-so is a super couple on days. So-and-so is the son of so like, when did they have a kid? What the yeah. hell? Who are these people? <laughs> I mean, great, yeah. I haven't watched it in 10 years, but it's like, it's only gone further down the drain. Yeah. And, and I, I, they, they're, they're killing off characters like Bo Brady. I love Peter Ruckel as Bo Brady. And he left oh, the yeah. show and was replaced by Robert Kelker Kelly, who mm-hmm. played a good bow too. But he, let's face it, he was a good bow, but he wasn't Peter Ruckel. And after right. a while, Peter Ruckel came back and took the role back when Robert Kelker Kelly mm-hmm. left. And then sometime like 2012, 2013, you know, a couple of years after I stopped, they killed him off. Mm-hmm. Why? You know, and just to put into perspective about how important the show is to me, you know who Joe Mascolo is. Yeah. Everybody that watches Days of Our Lives knows who's, who Joe Mascolo is. He was the actor that played Stefano DeMera, perhaps the most iconic villain in daytime soap opera history. Mm-hmm. And as we know, he passed away at the end of 20, in December of 2016, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And I remember many times, and you know you love him because you hate the character he's playing. That's one thing my mm-hmm. grandmother stressed to me as a young boy. Hate him all you want, but remember that there are characters in a show. There are people mm-hmm. acting. Don't hate right. the actor. Hate the character they're playing. And she said, if you right. hate the character that they're playing, that means they're a good actor, which is yep. true. And as many times as he as Stefano came and left from Salem, I kept swearing over and over and over again. I still do to this day. There can never be another Stefano. No. Than Joe Mascolo. Nope. Now, now I understand. You know, if they need like a body double to represent a deceased body or something, you don't see the face or anything. That's one thing. But if the character's alive and kicking and causing mayhem, it needs to be Joe Mascolo. If he can't be there for whatever reason, then he never will be again because he's deceased. That's it. Get, write the mm-hmm. character out and replace him with somebody else. And yeah. Stephen will have so many kids that could step up to the plate now that Joe Mascolo is gone. Mm-hmm. And the same is true with, with uh, some of the other, like, like you know, Peter Reckle. Mm-hmm. Nobody else could play Mo Brady like Peter Reckle can. Robert Kilker Kelly was good, but he was no Peter Reckle. I would right. not like any other actress playing Hope Brady than Christian Alfonso. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some actors on days that are so good you just cannot recast them with anybody else because it's not the same. Mm-hmm. And what happens here? They just basically fired everybody. More or less. Yeah. Uh huh. And if yeah, they say, you know, okay, well, now that we we took a break, now we're coming back. We have no actors. We got rid of everybody. Mhm. All right. Well, here's what, here's the. Oh. Okay. Let me read this real quick. Uh, the cast of the long-running daytime soap opera Days of Our Lives has been released from their contract with the program to set to go on an indefinite hiatus at the end of November. TV Line reported the news on Tuesday, adding that NBC has not canceled the show outright. It was reported that since the show shoots the months in advance, there are already enough episodes to complete to air through the summer of 2020, which would be just in time for the Olympics anyway. If, <laughs> if NBC does renew days, production could resume in March, but by releasing the entire cast for the contract, there is no guarantee of who would return. If the show is renewed for its 56th season, all the actors would have to renegotiate new contracts. Days of Our Lives began airing on November 8th, 1965. So 54 years and a few days. Well, and long, longer than I've been alive. Mm-hmm. That was Me one too. of the uh, um, 
show is Bob like to watch. He liked that. And General Hospital were his two main ones. Mm-hmm. And General Hospital is no more. Most daytime shows yep. are no more. Yeah, I think the and only I, one I, left I forget, is in Life. I forgot where I read it, but I read somewhere that somebody said, oh, how nice of them to get rid of Days of Our Lives so they could expand the Today Show by another hour. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. I'm like, really? Well, it's already something? too long. It's already four hours long. It's already too long. We don't need to add another hour. <coughs> Excuse mm-hmm. me. I agree. Now, all, all shows uh, like that will end sometime. I get it. But let's be realistic about it. You know, if, you, if you're doing the show right and you have so, and it has to end to make room for something else, let's hope you have something good to replace it with. Mm-hmm. Right now, as far as days of our lives are concerned, no, they don't. No. We don't need, well, you know what? If that is canceled, we do not need another daytime talk show. We do not need any more Twisted comedies or anything like yeah. that. Here's the I, I, if you want to get rid of it, put it online. Put it on Netflix. Yeah. Put it on Hulu. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you know, air it online only. That ought to help cut down on a lot of costs. And yeah. if, they, if it's an issue of money for the actors. Well, how many of these actors have been on there forever? They, you're not the only ones overpaying the actors. Are you? It could be that the the viewership was going down, and it didn't justify the pay that they were getting. Who knows? As I as I understand, yeah. the viewership has been dropping at least in the eighteen to forty nine category for women. Since 1998. Yeah. And that's the that's the target audience for the show. As far as I know, as far as I know, there are only three soap operas left on: Days of Our Lives, As the World Turns, yeah. and The Bold and the Beautiful. The Young and the Restless ended. Oh. Did I say the Young? The, I said As the World you Turns. You said that As the World ended. Turns. That Sorry, it is the Young and the Restless. Never mind, my brain is like... I was going to say, both yeah, the Young and the Restless comes on after Dr. Phil around here. Yeah. There's only one, okay, for me, for me doing something that stupid thing as the world turns, instead of um, Young and the Restless, this is what I'm going to get. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, they had a, what was it, Port Charles? They yeah. ended that, didn't they? Yes, they did. It was like a sister to Young and the Restless, and they had characters go back and forth between them. I didn't know mm-hmm. if they ended that or not. They did. They did end that one. Oh, 2000. No, poor Trump was. What was the. That was a spin off of General Hospital. What was Young and the Restless' spin off? Um, I think it was The Bold and the Beautiful, I think. That might be Bold and the Beautiful. Mm-hmm. I never not, could I'm, get I'm into soap operas. I'm, I'm looking that up right now. Okay, I still remember. I still remember when game shows were like on nine to twelve, and then you had your local news. Then you had the soap operas from like twelve thirty to like three thirty. <laughs> Back in the day, It was in the Bold and the Beautiful. I believe that's the only other soap opera Joe Mascolo did, and that was in between stints on Days of Our Lives. Yeah, I believe you're correct. If I remember, uh, they 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 created the role of Massimo Marone for him. Mm-hmm. And people quickly picked out a lot of the Easter eggs related to Stefano Demera, such <laughs> as the. Uh, the names having the same number of letters and stuff like that. Yep. But yeah, but yeah, it's like I'll be honest. It's like the days of the soap operas are just about numbers because. Yeah, because you get you don't have anybody that's even remotely interested in them anymore. Yeah. 
Yeah, Bold and the Beautiful is the sister show to Young and the Restless. Ah, yeah. And it to and on it, as I've, I've mind you, I've never watched either of those two. They had uh, characters going back and forth between the two shows because they're sister shows. Yep. One focuses mm-hmm. on one family, and one focuses on like everything else. Yeah. Oh, Sasha said, "Don't forget all my children." Yeah. I still remember Susan Lucy. Hey, the fact that it took her twelve tries to finally win a Emmy. That you would not suspect. There was another show that you would not suspect was a soap opera. Dark Shadows. What is it? Wasn't Dark oh, yeah. Shadows was a soap opera with a vampire twist. Yep, that is true. Oh, yeah, there's Passions. I remember that one. That was a weird soap opera. I actually liked that one. The supernatural aspects of it were pretty nice. I mean, Mm -hmm. some of them were, okay, some of them were a little far-fetched, like Timmy the Doll. But, excuse me, some of them, other ones, like, uh, I forget now. It's been over for so long. Mm-hmm. But it, it 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 was a nice change, and for what it, for what it's worth, it was a nice change of pace because yeah. it wasn't seemingly a rehash of every other possible soap opera out there. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, Days of Our Lives and Young and the Restless are two different soap operas, but it, it, it you eliminate the individual act. They're both the same kind of show, just right. different people and thus different stories. Passion mm-hmm. is different, and you at least yeah. have to give it that much. Yeah, that's true. Let's see. Um, it's, but I still, I still think back to. I remember I was living in Ohio. My dad had just passed away. We we're about getting ready to move back to Alabama. The last thing I saw was Pat and Kayla's wedding. Patch and Kayla were getting married in 1988. So, Speaking of Joe Mascolo portraying Stefano DeMera, as we get down to the last couple of minutes, they, the show actually did honor him posthumously. I don't know if you're aware mm-hmm. of that or not. When Joe I Mascolo passed away and they, and they wrote the character out, guess who took his place as the Head honcho of the Demera family. Uh, shoot, what's the name? His son, Stefan. Yeah. Ste- yeah. Stefan. Stefan. Oh. Oh. Uh, Demera. Oh, clever move. Very clever, clever move, but clever move, but so awesome. And, and the, yep. I, I never saw enough. I mean, the character's gone now, but. Long gone now, but what a, a touching way to honor Joe Mascolo. Yeah, as a, as a okay. son of his character, his, his character, or somebody else, and they, they named him Stefan and gave him the middle initial O, so it would spell out okay. Stefano Demera. Yeah. All right. Well, guess what? We are running out of time. Oh, I said I wish they would take the view off the air. Well, good news is I'm at work when all these shows are on, so it doesn't really bother me. <laughs> Anyway, we are running out of time. Anyway, we're running out of time. So uh, don't forget, tomorrow is the Thursday free-for-all, and trust me, we've got plenty of Rent Rocket-worthy stories. And then Friday is the All Out Review and Naughty Mad Lib show. I only have three shows to review, so we'll get to Naughty Mad Lib a lot quicker. <laughs> yes, naughties. And I promise Bring I will be bringing all of the naughties. Not just yes, a few. Exactly. Oh, no, no, no. We're going all out, baby. All out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, anyway, please remember to follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and follow us on our website, beyondtheairwaves.weebly.com. If you ever miss an episode, there are three ways to catch up. First, there's the Stitcher.com app available on iTunes, Google Play, and the Amazon Kindle Store. Second, you can listen to or download full episodes of the show from blogtalkradio.com. And finally, you can find us on iTunes. Just do a search in the podcast for Beyond the Airwaves, and you'll find many of our episodes there. So, with that in mind, I'm going to say love, peace, and chicken grease. Everybody have a great night. Sleep well. Stay safe. And we'll see you tomorrow for the Thursday Free For All.
right, that is all for tonight. Everyone have a great night, and remember... You, I almost had him. I had him. I almost had him. <laughs> you stuttering prick, you. Shut up! Yeah. And we got this. I'm Groot. Mm-hmm. I'm Groot. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm Groot. Oh, shit! <laughs> and finally, let's see. There we go. This is the voice of the Mysterons. We know you can hear us, Earthmen. This is a red alert, not a stroll around the deck. Move! Shut up! (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's all for tonight. We'll see you tomorrow and sleep well. Good night, y'all. Shut up. Buenas noches, mis amigos.